Hello, and welcome to the More Than Moves podcast, where we explore all the different things that we can do together as an elders quorum beyond helping people move. I'm here with Dan Foster, and uh, excited to get to know him a little bit better uh, today and, and delve into some of his interests. But Dan, with the boundary adjustments and all of that, you know, some people in the ward, you know, may not know you very well. So could you just briefly introduce yourself for folks? Been in the area about 20 years by this point. Grew up outside of Boston, went to school in upstate New York. In high school, I was on the rowing team, and I really wanted to do that in college. So picked the school up there and did that uh, in college. And then came out here for my first job after college and didn't know how long I would stay. But two decades later, here we are. Been fun. And so being in Heritage Oaks Ward and then Eagle Park Ward and now Cuesta Park Ward, it's fun to be back in the same ward with, with old friends uh, that you know haven't seen for a while. Wards expand and contract over time with economies, and so it allows uh, new connections to form. In that in college you did, and in high school you did rowing. So were you lightweight crew or heavyweight crew? I was heavyweight, but I was always the smallest, shortest guy in the boat. I was just a little bit too heavy to be lightweight, even though there are lightweight guys taller than me. But I was always on the verge of being, like if I was in a boat, I was in the seat where you're the maybe a very technically proficient rower, but not the most powerful. And so therefore you're the first to be booted off if, you know, someone in the lower boat starts outperforming and then I get bumped down. So yeah, I was heavyweight, but I wasn't as big as a lot of the guys. I had a couple of friends in college that rode crew and a few of them were right on the cusp of lightweight and heavyweight. And so they would do these, I thought, somewhat unnatural things to try to like Oh yeah. Right before it was almost it almost reminded me of like wrestlers, you know, trying to make weight. Very much. You know, I had like- my college roommate was lightweight and he and this other guy, I remember they were always on the weight boundary cusp. And so the day before a race, I, I think they had the weigh in the day before the morning of. And I remember vividly one day he was just feeling so terrible. He's like, All I've had today is a cup of water and a can of tuna fish. And you know, just trying to cut weight and then as soon as they weigh and then they'd eat a whole bunch of food and that just seemed pretty uh, unhealthy and not very much fun to me and so do you still get out on the water or or use i don't know an erg or anything like that or is that you know sort uh, the of erg. I, now? I still have nightmares about the erg the ergometer is this torture device that's meant to see how hard you can pull and it's what all the time trials are done on and such an anxiety producing machine rowing is fun erging is not in my opinion so uh, i never sit on the erg anymore and 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 i haven't rowed since college i haven't sat in a boat since then what kind of stuff do you enjoy doing these days a lot of mountain biking as a kid i got into skiing and then snowboarding and really loved snowboarding for a lot of years Uh, and then mountain biking at the same time but the trips up to tahoe slowed quite a bit came to a halt after we had kids it just seemed like it was such a drive up there so i haven't snowboarded for seven or eight years until this year where the kids are starting to learn to ski kate learning how to ski and so now i'm i got on a snowboard for the first time in seven years but in that intervening time mountain biking was much more accessible you could you know drive 20 minutes and be on the trails and so that's been a lot of fun for the last i guess i've been doing it for 15 20 years and between skiing and snowboarding what was it that drew you towards snowboarding instead of skis I loved both. And I remember distinctly, I was with a friend who had the same shoe size as me. We were at Sundance, I think, maybe 
18 years ago and he said, Hey, do you want to try my snowboard? I'll try it. I'll put on your skis and sure. And so I tried it and was terrible at it, but I was like, this is pretty fun. And then I, I don't think I skied even one day after then. I just really fell in love with snowboarding and did that a lot for a number of years. But these days I'm just loving mountain biking. It's just really, really fun. I have some injuries to, to prove that I do it, but uh, it's good exercise. Depends what kind of mountain biking you like. You know, there's cross country biking, which is a bit more like road biking. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's downhill where you're going down a really steep technical thing and the bikes are meant for that. And over the years, I started to trend more that way. And I just love the adrenaline, just the, the feeling of fear <laughs> as you're going down really dangerous trails and going off jumps and stuff. It's it's tons of fun. And where have you been doing this? Has it been mostly local or do you, have you gone other places to do it? When I have time, Santa Cruz has world-class mountain bike trails of all levels of difficulty. I mean, but there's some, you know, up above like Saratoga, uh, Cupertino, the, the mountains up there, Skyline has some good trails up there. And then when I'm in Utah, Park City has a lot of great trails. Salt Lake, Draper, Moab is world-class. Uh, so there's lots of lots of choices and it's people say it's kind of the golden age of mountain biking just so many people got into biking during covid that the interest is just skyrocketed you couldn't buy a bike for a couple of years demand was so high and so there's so many more people on the trails now which is great but you know makes for some congestion but what that means is there's a lot more trails being built and even more places to try out in terms of that last part so it sounds like you've been doing mountain biking for a long time now. Like, how did you first get into it? Or how did you, you know, start learning it? Ironically, it was on my mission. Before I went to Brazil, I had to wait for a couple of months to get my visa. And that was in Southern California. And one day on P-Day, my companions were like, hey, let's go mountain biking. And sure, what's that? And I still remember that first ride, just thinking, this is the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. This is incredible. But then didn't do it for the next two years after I went to Brazil. We didn't have bikes down there. But I always remembered how much fun it was. And I got back to college and did it some in college. But it was really after I moved out west and just started getting more and more into it. And kind of started out on the cross-country side of things, just out in nature, having fun. But then as I got better at it, started to go faster and wanted more capable bikes and then learned how to go off some jumps. And, and so now I'm kind of looking it's like i describe it as like riding a roller coaster that you're in charge of and you're always like right on the edge of crashing uh, but it's, it's exhilarating and we talk about jumps what are we how extreme of a jump are we kind of talking about here like i mean i've seen a couple of videos where people will like go up a big ramp and then you know do like a back flip you Not know and then land it or like, things <laughs> like, that. like are, are we talking about that or are we talking about something different small little jumps you know a couple feet off the ground um not what you see on tv red bull rampage stuff those those people are completely next level it's like they're trying to die that's that's not me i've had some i mean i have a, a metal plate in my wrist with a bunch of screws when i broke my wrist five years ago but i'm not doing that kind of stuff no way you were talking about some of the downhill courses where you're going pretty fast and all of that are these just like normal courses that are available to the public or you know are these things that are kind of specifically designed for speed or almost like a racetrack in the driving world or how does that work most of the trails are just publicly accessible i guess there are some specific trails that are built for races 
but the ones that I'm thinking about, like in Santa Cruz, they're all just homemade trails just out in the forest. People just take shovels and go out and dig trails. In Utah, a lot more of them are designed trails and they'll design it with a certain difficulty in mind. Uh, but yeah, anyone can can go ride them. Downhill racing is all about speed and I don't do that. I'll just go at my own pace, but I do like it really steep and technical and chunky and but I'm not blazing down the trail like the people you see on TV. And I mean, you were mentioning that now, you know, with COVID and everything, a lot more people have gotten into it and, and some of the trails are kind of congested. Does that ever create any, I don't know, safety concerns or things like that? Or has it really not been too bad kind of out on the trails? It hasn't been so bad. Out in Utah, a lot of high schools have mountain bike teams. And so sometimes you'll run into a team of 15, 20 kids who are still learning how to bike. So they don't really know the trail etiquette and to move aside. And, and so that can cause them some congestion. But on the other hand, like, great, good for them. They're out there learning and, you know, the congestion only lasts a minute and then you're past them and it's fine. So it's, it's not so bad. And in terms of the outdoors and stuff, I mean, you mentioned skiing and then snowboarding and now my, mountain biking. Are there other things that you enjoy doing, whether it be in the outdoors or just in general? Those are pretty much my outdoors activities. For years and years, I played guitar and bass in bands. I was in a band for various iterations of it for about 15 years. But right at the beginning of COVID, the band broke up and then the next month COVID hit. So haven't been playing uh, live shows during COVID. But ironically, my son Grant started learning guitar right at that same time. And just in the last two years of COVID, he's pretty much caught up to me. He can play faster than me uh, on his guitar. It's just striking to see a 13-year-old pretty much catch up to me you know despite me having done it for two decades yeah uh, but but music's been a lot of fun used to play a lot of live shows around the bay area but haven't done that for a while ironically my son grant also has gotten into mountain biking and just last week we rode this trail and it became evident that he has now passed me by as well in ability so in the space of you know a month he's passed me by on those my two favorite activities but good for him like the next generation's rising up is he taller than you yet? Or <laughs> He's eagerly awaiting that day. <laughs> yeah, I think it is sort of a milestone in both a son's life and in their father's life. They pass you in something, maybe not everything, but whether it's height or some type of athletic thing or, you know, something else. With the guitar, do you guys ever, I don't know if like jam session is the right term yeah. or not, but do you guys just like play together and... Yeah, you know, we do. Have fun he, playing guitar. We do. Maybe seven months ago, there was a youth talent show at church, and that was his first son of kind of gig that he had played for people. And so he invited me to play bass with him while he was up there playing guitar, uh, and he he did a great job. Uh, but yeah, at home we'll we'll play together sometimes, and he's always on YouTube learning new things, and uh, he, he's actually teaching me some things that he's learned as well. So he's just like a sponge, just absorbing it. He just loves it. He's progressing five times as fast as I did. But he's putting in the time, too. You put in the time, you'll you'll improve. And did you guys ever do any, like, Guitar Hero type stuff or, or only kind of regular guitar? Not Guitar Hero, but there's online tutorials that, um, like, Guitar Tricks is one. And there's tons of others that are proper instructional websites that just have a wealth of knowledge, you know, and far cheaper than having a you know 
a private instructor. It's great to just have this opportunity to sit down with you. I know we've kind of overlapped over the years in, in various wards and stuff, but uh, it's been neat to hear a little bit more about your experiences in this way. And hopefully others in the ward who are into mountain biking, into guitar, potentially, you know, hopefully it doesn't cause too much PTSD, but if they do like to do the erg or row or need some tips in that regard, maybe you can kind of go back in the memory banks and give them some suggestions there. But if you don't know, you know, Dan already, you know, please uh, say hi to him and get to know him a little bit better. So thanks again, Dan, really appreciate uh, you sitting down and doing this.